So let's bow our head and pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again and again for this great opportunity given to me and to your church to listen from you. A good word you prepared for us today. Father, may your will be done. Find a good place to speak to your people and to change our life. May our spirits come here and take control of everything. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Once again, I just want to say thank you for all of you being here to worship God. Not to worship me, not to see me, but to see God, to meet God, and to receive from God. Hallelujah. That's why it's not a, a matter of numbers of people, how many people are here. You must be happy because you are here. Hallelujah. And that, that must be the big thing, is when you are here. So may God bless you for being here. So I titled my message this morning, The Evidences versus the Justice of God. The Evidences versus the Justice of God. We are living in a world where people need evidences. You can't just bring yourself like this and start some other things. People need evidences. When you sue someone at a court, they need evidences. Hallelujah. Evidences is some of the things to help other people being convinced. Or they are the things supporting what you're saying. Evidences. Even a signature, it's an evidence. So this is the world we are living. Without evidences, nothing will happen. Nobody will trust you. Hallelujah. And I think this is a good message for this period of time where America is passing through. We are in a very critical time where people are just down. People are struggling. People are in a life of confusion. People are kind of being desperate. So I thank God because I believe these kind of messages are very good for this kind of time just to relieve people, to, to bring people a little bit up, to comfort some other people who are discouraged. The evidence is versus the justice of God. The evidences can be false and can be also true. The evidences can be made by people if they want to put you in a very bad situation. People can build, can make up, evidences because we know we are in a world where if you don't have evidences nobody will trust you so people are using their brain they are smart enough to build evidences sometimes false evidences <coughs> and we are in a world where even false evidences are giving chance to other people to win the case because they are bringing evidences But we have the justice of God right in another side. This side we have the evidences, and the other side we have the justice of God. But the justice of God is much better than the evidences of the world. They may be, the evidences may be false or true, but they can't be compared to the justice of God. The justice of God is much better than the evidences of the world. But listen to this, the justice of God has a cost. We don't get it anyhow. You must pay for it. 
not with money, but with your attitude, the justice of God, the best. It's best than the evidences. But for you to get it, you need to pay because it has a cost. You need to pay with your patience. You must pay it with your confidence. You must pay it with your trust in God. For you to get the justice of God, you need to give something. I'll start my preaching with a short story. There was a pastor preaching on a Sunday, exactly like what I'm doing. So he was preaching about how to trust, in God, to trust God. And people were so excited because he was speaking so well. He was preaching so good and people were like, blessed. Right at the very end, like a few minutes before he finished his message, a guy stood and came in front of him and put a gun on him like this. Boom. Do you believe in Jesus, yes or no? You say yes, I just kill you right now. And the pastor starts shivering. <sighs> Do you believe in Jesus? And he was like, no, I was just preaching. But I don't believe in him. And guess what? That was not even a true gun, it was a toy. But in front of that toy, the man couldn't pay the price for the justice of God. He fell. So people were like, so all this time you were standing there, you were telling us some other things, you don't even believe in it. We need to pay something for us to get the justice of God. That's why I just want to start with a story in the Bible to show you how people can make evidences. We go in the book of Joshua chapter 9 verse 3. It's a long story. But this story is talking about the children of Israel coming from Egypt, going to the promised land. On their way, they were really devastating all the army because they had the grace of God on them. They had the power of God on them and they were more powerful than all these other armies. I'm saying Joshua chapter 9 verse 3. The story of Gideon. So as they were coming, some other people heard the news that the children of Israel are coming. So a group of people took a decision to do something. When you'll be reading this story, you enjoy it. They were smart enough. They just made evidences. They took some dry bread. They took some old clothes and very old and damaged sandals they put on their feet. And they were really looking like they are coming from very far away. And they came to Joshua and said, we want to make a deal with you because we are from a very far away country. Hallelujah. By looking at them, nobody could deny because they really make it very well. Looking like they are really coming from a very far country. While they just keep coming from next, <laughs> though if I can call it that way. And they convinced all the children of Israel and the elders of Israel. And they feel even pity. They say, oh, so how can we help you? They say, no, we just want to make, we call it in French, alliance. We just want to have a covenant with you. We are your servants. You see how people are able to make something and to make it look like it's real, where it's not real. This is the world we are, where we are living. We don't know to identify the truth and the lie. Very hard. Because people are very specialists. They know how to make things. And they can do it. 
like this story. But the most important story I just want to share today, this was just an example to show you how people can make some things. They can make stories. They can build some things to make them look like they are real, but they are not. But because people want evidences, they bring to you evidences. But most of the time, those evidences are false. They are not true. But in this month, we are preaching about the life of Joseph. What a beautiful story. Last time, Pastor Andy started, and he was talking about the story of the family of Joseph, who came from a family where he was loved. He was like the, the, the... the best child, if I can, call, I can call him like that, because his father gave him all the love. Because he had him at a very old age. His brothers were jealous of Joseph because he was having dreams. And his father, because of the love he had for Joseph, he gave him a special garment. After all this, the brother decided to kill him. But one of the brothers said, no, let's not kill him. We can at least sell him, then he'll just go. And that's what they did. So me, I'm taking my story when Joseph is being sold and he went to Egypt. Joseph gets into the house of Potiphar. That's where Joseph starts living. And when I'm reading the Bible, when you read the stories in Genesis chapter 39, verse 13, that's where the story, uh, that's where I'm really studying my story. Verse 13, uh, I'm saying uh, 39, Genesis 39, verse 13, 1, 3. Joseph, by getting into the house of Potiphar, he was not that special. He was not really looking like a special man. He was an ordinary guy, a slave, working there. But I want to encourage you, church, that no matter how you are looking today, it doesn't mean that's the that's who you are no the look is something else but you being something else is another thing people may see you like with no value people can neglect you but inside you you may have something very precious like joseph he was in that house at the very beginning he was like a normal guy nobody could uh, respect him at the very beginning. But because Joseph had something inside him, that thing starts coming up now. And the Bible says when his body was very well built, he starts looking now like a man. And that's when the wife of Potiphar starts watching Joseph with a different eyes. She wanted Joseph to sleep with her. The very same Joseph at the beginning, he was like a nobody. But it's reached a time where Joseph become somebody. Like you, you may be nobody today, but let me tell you that tomorrow you will be somebody. And when you will be somebody, that's where the problem will start. Because because you don't show anything, nobody will really be interested to you. But when you become somebody, when you be showing those value in you, that's when people start now changing their way of seeing you, like Joseph. But my story is Joseph refused to sleep with 
the wife of his boss. It wasn't one time, it was so many times he was refusing. But there were a day where they found only two of them in the house. I don't know what happened. Maybe the wife sent all the workers a little bit far from that area. And they were there only, the wife of Potiphar and Joseph. So church, we can be Christians in a church. But the very good place for you to believe and to know that you are a true Christian is when you are facing the problem yourself. That's the right place to show that you are a really Christian. A real Christian is when you are all alone. Not when you are at church, in a choir, but when you are face to face with the problem. That's where you see that you are a Christian. So Joseph, face to face, nobody in that place. But this boy showed that he was really trusting in God. He refused again. And the woman tried to force him and he had to run. So by running, she kept one of the claws of Joseph. As I'm talking today about the evidences versus the justice of God, here's one evidence. She had something in her hands from Joseph. Probably the clothes known by all the people. Hallelujah. And she had that in hand. And she starts screaming, Come, come. Joseph wanted to rape me. And when people came, as I told you, people want evidences. You can't just say things. We need to, you need to show us something to support what you are saying. And that was in the eyes of the people. That was true because he is the clothes of Joseph. How can you say no, Joseph? This is your clothes. It's an evidence. This is the life we are living today. So many people are finding themselves in a situation where they've been accused by an evidence met by the other group or the other uh, side of the people. And people are finding themselves in a very bad situation like Joseph. At that time, you have nothing to say. What can the church say when the church is facing true evidence? Like Joseph, imagine. You know, today it's so easy to, to say Joseph was really a good man. Because we were not there that day. If we were all there that day, nobody could trust that Joseph didn't do that. Because the clause is there. Joseph, how can you refuse? Here's the proof. Here's your clause. So what can the church do when we are facing those kind of things? When we are being accused by the people with some evidences? Hallelujah. What can you do when you are being accused and the accuser are supporting their accusation with evidences? It's a big question. What can America do today with all we are seeing as evidences? When you watch television, we have evidences which look sometimes like true. But the question is, are they true evidences or false ones? But they are evidences. They are there. In this period of time, I want to tell the church we need the justice of God. But there's something. The justice of God doesn't come anyhow. It may take time that you are not expecting. 
It may delay up to when you lost all your trust. But the good news is God's time is the best. But the problem is when we are facing all these problems, we lose patience. We lose our confidence. We lose our trust in God. We lose all those things. We are waiting for God to do something right there. Like Joseph, I, I can put him, myself in his shoe. It was like, God, can you just do something right now to show these people that I didn't do this? But God didn't do that. God took his time. The justice of God was not seen that very same time at the very hour where Joseph was being accused. The justice of God didn't happen right there. Joseph found himself in a prison. And right there he met with two people. One of the guys, he, he just interpreted his dream and he begged him, please don't forget me. As you are going to the king, remember me. And you know what happened? The guy went and forget. Up to that time, the justice of God is not seen. Joseph is passing through hard time. But as I told you, the good news is God's time is the best. Even at the very end of the story, the justice of God came and justified Joseph. America, this is not the time for us to hurt each other. The justice of God is there. But maybe this is not yet the right time for the justice of God to be seen. So we are like pushing God. Please God do something. Please God do it today. Do it now. But the ways of God are not our ways. America, we must seek for the justice of God and wait for it. There's two things there. To seek for it and wait for it. Like Joseph did. He tried to defend himself, but nobody believed in what he was saying. Like today, you may be a Democrat. You may be a Republican. Republican or Independent. Who gonna believe you right now? Who? But the only thing is the justice of God. With that, things are very clear. The one who was right will be known as a person who was right when the justice of God will come. And it won't delay. We are seeing like it's delaying because we want it to happen at a certain time. We want it at our time. Hallelujah. Even though I love my son, I can't take my car key and give to him. Say, so take, I love you, my son. Take this. Sometimes it's that way with the justice of God. It can be a poison, the justice of God. When we don't get it at the right time, the justice of God can kill someone. Because if Joseph was justified in that house of Potiphar, I don't think he could find himself as a prime minister in Egypt. Hallelujah. So God had a plan saying, okay, this is not yet the right time. So you were there in the prison. That's why he told you, the justice of God as a price. We must pay for it with our patience. Let not destroy our country because we want people to trust and believe in us. 
But let's go in prayer and ask for God's justice to come. Hallelujah. There are some other things I'm seeing. They are really painful. I thought we see these things only in Africa. But I was shocked to see that we are seeing them even here in America. I saw people are going and break glasses at the Starbucks. And I was like, wow, this is horrible. How can people behave this way? So is what you call right? It's like we are trying to bring our own evidences. To make evidences versus evidences. In that fight of evidences versus evidences, nobody will win. But let's bring the justice of God versus the evidences of the world. Then we'll be winners. That's my message. Very short today, but deep. It's not time for us to destroy our country. It's not time for us to hurt one another. It's time for us to seek for the justice of God. And when the justice of God will come, all the people, you won't force them. They'll be themselves saying, oh, Christy was right. Because right now we should start like forcing things. Nothing will happen. But when you wait until the right time of God to come and show his justice, people themselves. So I want to ask you a question. Imagine the wife of Potiphar. The day she heard that Joseph is now the prime minister. Imagine. What was her attitude? She was like, should I go and ask for forgiveness? Or what should I do? But at the time she was accusing Joseph, everyone was like, no, she was right. Joseph was wrong. Go into the prison. But when the justice of God came and released Joseph from that prison, people themselves, they were like, oh, he was right. This country without the justice of God, nothing will happen. We'll divide ourselves, divide ourselves, hurt one another, and nothing will happen. Until when the church will take its responsibility, the church needs to take the responsibility to go back to the right place, to teach the people about the justice of God, to teach the people that it's not by our might, it's not by our power that things are happening, but it's only by the justice of God that's where things will happen, and not anything but good things for this country. We need the justice of God. The world will bring evidences. The world will build evidences. The world will make up evidences. But as we don't have to fight with evidences also, we bring the justice of God. It means we pray, we call upon our God, and we say, God, may your justice be done. That's the only solution for this country right now. That's the solution for the church. There are so many people who have been accused for false things. And the time they try to come and try to defend themselves, they find themselves going deep and deep again. They were burying themselves again because they wanted to justify themselves. It's time for us to accept the world to accuse us. It's time for us to accept the world to blame us, to bring false evidences. But it's time also for us to kneel down and ask for the justice of God. This is not time for us to fight, church. It's time for us to pray. There are some other things we can't solve them without prayer. We need to pray. This is the right time for the church to raise, to stand up and start praying again. 
America has been so far away from God. This is a chance for the church and the whole country to come back to God. God is allowing some situation not to destroy us, but to open our mind and eyes for us to come back to him. And listen, the church, we don't have to blame like Donald Trump who is the president today. We must blame the church because the church didn't produce right people to lead this country. In Egypt, because Egyptians themselves, they were not able to do what Joseph only could do. They took Joseph as an, a foreigner and they put him at a place belonging to Egyptians. So today, if Donald Trump is there, let's accept him there because us as the church, we didn't do what we're supposed to do. If the church was responsible, we could have someone there. The one we all know that this one is a Christian, this one is a good man, and he will do something for our country. But because the church didn't do that, that's why we have Donald Trump there. It's time for the church to repent. It's not a time for the church to fight against Donald Trump. We are wasting our time because these are evidences only of the world. What we need is the justice of God. Don't you know that just God can use even a donkey? So don't think if God can use a donkey, God cannot use Donald Trump. He can use Donald Trump for the good of this country, but by one condition. When the church will understand that this is the right time to repent, to come back to God and seek for his justice. This was my short message this morning. The evidences will come, but we don't have to fight these evidences with other evidences. Because nobody will be winning that fight. But when we bring the winner, I mean the justice of God, he is always the winner. He may not come today, but he will come. He may not show up today, but surely he will show up at the right time. So may God bless you this morning and may this message touch your heart and change your way of seeing things. Don't fight evidences with evidences because the other Group can have stronger evidences than you. But when you bring the justice of God or you seek for the justice of God, you'll be always the winner. And I believe America will be always the winner when we we'll seek for the justice of God. May God bless you.